Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And in today's Word for the Day, we're continuing our short series on the word repent. Uh, repent is a theme of Lent, so I thought it'd just be helpful to take a look at this idea. And in the first episode, we defined the word from the Greek word metanoia. Now I want to look at some verses that speak to repentance and kind of help kind of kind of flesh out this idea from the scriptures themselves. So we're going to look at Mark chapter one to begin. And if you know the story of or the way Mark works, the gospel work, excuse me, the gospel of Mark works. And I get talking so fast. It's a bad habit. Anyway, um, there's no birth narrative in Mark. It just begins with these words in verse one, the beginning of the gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ, the son of God. And then it goes right into the story of John the Baptist and Jesus' baptism, then Jesus is sent into the wilderness, then he comes out of the wilderness and goes into Galilee, and that's where I'm picking up right now. It says, now after John was taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God, and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So what's going on here? Well, first of all, Jesus Again, he's, he's in Galilee. That's the region um, in the northern part of what's now Israel. South of it is Samaria, and south of it is, that is Judea. And Judea is where Jerusalem and Bethlehem are. It's the southern part of what's now the state of Israel. And so um, Jesus is preaching, and he's preaching what the text calls the gospel or the good news of God. So what is the good news of God? Well, here, the good news is this. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. So he's declaring that the time is fulfilled. And what he's hearkening back to is the Old Testament story, how God had, you know, created the world. Um, all kinds of sinful things happened until Genesis 12. Abraham is called and through Abram and his descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And then the story of Israel unfolds through his sons, grandsons, eventually the time of Moses, time of David, the time of the prophets. Israel Israel tried to fulfill God's law. They tried to be a kingdom of priests to bring the world into relationship with God. Never happened. So God uh, begins to uh, reveal his promise to bring a Messiah who would fulfill all this initiating with Abram that all the nations of the earth would be blessed. And Jesus is saying, that story is coming to its fruition right now. The time is fulfilled and that story is coming to its fruition. And what's happening now is the kingdom of God, the reign of God, which he revealed to Abram, well, actually, which, which he established in creation that humanity rebelled against, that he slowly established through Abram, Moses, and Israel, through the kingship of David and through the prophets, that kingdom... That kingdom promised to David and Israel forever is now being established. That kingdom, which not only will bless Israel, but will be a kingdom of all the nations of the world, all the peoples of the world, that kingdom is now here. That kingdom is now here. Why? Because Jesus is here. So Jesus says, repent and believe in that. So what does he mean by repent here? Well, it really is not saying, it's not like he's a revival preacher 
and he's calling out people's sin and he's saying, you better clean up your act. You better quit doing X. You better quit doing Y. You better quit doing Z and straighten up and fly right. He's saying, you have a story you live by. Maybe it's the story of Israel, but it's a distorted story that many people the first century had that doesn't include God's kingdom coming through through the sacrifice of a lamb and a kingdom that would bring all nations into one thing. Maybe you're not ready for the Messiah. That would be how is the, the word to his audience there. But that word applies broadly. If he, if he was in a Gentile context, he might say, you've believed in the Greek and Roman gods in this story of the world. I'm telling you, I'm the true story of the world, Jesus. I'm the true king of the world, and I'm here. Change your mind. Change your mind. Quit believing that story. Now realize that the story of the Bible centered in Jesus and the bringing of kingdom, his kingdom, that's the true story of the world. And now believe that story. And by believing it, that's more than just saying, oh, hey, man, that's true. It's saying, this is what I live by. This is my identity. This is who I am. This is my true heritage. I'm still, you know, if you're talking about Pete Matthews, I'm still an American citizen. I'm still a descendant of people from Appalachia. I'm still a descendant of people from Great Britain, Wales, Scotland, and Ireland. Those are still part of who I am. But primarily who I am is I'm a descendant of Abraham by faith, by faith, through faith in Jesus Christ, and part of this story that here Jesus calls the kingdom of God, which is the whole biblical story centered in Jesus, which is the true story of the world. So repent and believe in that. So part of a repentance, the life of repentance as a disciple is to continually make sure we're living by the story of the kingdom. We're living by the true story of the world. And we're not letting the stories of our own family life that contradict that, the stories of our own culture that contradict that, the stories of our heritage, whatever, our education. We have all these competing stories. And we can integrate a lot of what's in those stories into the gospel of the kingdom because not everything contradicts that, but there's things that do. And we have to make sure we're continuing to, to reorient ourselves, to change our mind, to change our outlook, and live as people of the kingdom of God. That's what it means to repent and believe in the gospel. God bless and have a great day.